Hello, friends. My name is Dave Miller. And my name is Niall Spain. And we are your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we take questions either from our lovely listeners or from the World Wide Web, and we answer them on the topic of sex and dating. I feel like when we recorded last week, the world was imploding. And this week, I feel like nothing's happening. I know that's not true. I know the world is still in a very dire situation, but like in comparison to what I was feeling last week when we recorded to this week, I'm just in like a very mellow place. Well, happy second impeachment day. <laughs> well, I think that happens on the 19th. Well, no, he's officially impeached as of this moment. So he's the only president to have been impeached twice. Now it goes to step two, where I guess you see if the impeachment has any consequences. As far as I'm yes, aware, because he was impeached. It was just like nothing fucking happened as a result of it. Like that—that's the insane thing to me. It's like, ha, you've been impeached. It's like, it's imagine if there was like, oh man, I got fired yesterday. What? But you're at work. Yeah, it, nothing happened though. It's like what? I decided. I decided that I wasn't. Yeah, but it's like, oh, I didn't get like fired. Fired. Like I didn't get the consequences of being fired. Still got fired though. So I'm interested because last time it happened it didn't go through because for whatever reason the president is allowed to be like hey i'm not gonna let the or you know the the defending side is allowed to be like hey so we're just not gonna let any of your evidence through yeah which seems like just just a bad process i don't know yeah imagine like if just in criminal trials the person who was convicted of murdering someone like on camera and like confession was just like, hey, so I know you have a video of me killing the person and then looking directly into the camera and saying, hey, I killed this man. Mm-hmm. Just mm, not going to let you use it. Yeah, if that was the case, good old Canadian serial killer Ted Buddy would still be Roman free and we'd, we'd all have a little bit of happier lives. To be fair, the Canadian justice system is just as much of a joke. Did you know that if you were to commit a crime, say if you were to murder someone, mm-hmm. You might as well murder multiple people. Oh, yeah, because you only get charged for one or something, right? No, you serve the sentences at the same time. That's or so dumb. do a bunch of lesser crimes. So, like, say, oops, in a fit of rage, I've killed my best friend. You may as well, like, get everything else out of your system before they catch you. Yeah, you might as well be like, well, cool. I've always wanted to burn down a Walmart. And while in there, I'm just going to loot the shit. Out. I'm just going to steal as much as I can have like a Shawshank Redemption like treasure pile under a tree or something like why not anyway this has been our it's our legal <laughs> advice podcast yeah, uh, this is us not understanding how the legal process works in North American countries but you see only 10 fucking Republicans voted for uh, out of like 210 10 no. of them voted for impeachment 200 were like we're okay with this anyway it's, let's move the on party lines are so stupid yeah anyway we're here for your sex lines yes your party your sex party lines uh are you ready <laughs> yeah the repump republicans and the dem thysocrats this is by beautiful baker 9955 nice i don't know where to ask this but devices shown in your spouse's bluetooth don't just appear right my female 27 phone broke went to use my boyfriend's 30 male Went to connect my Bluetooth headphones, and when I went to the Bluetooth settings, it had a shower speaker and a Samsung sound tower and saved devices. We do not own these. He says he's never even seen a shower speaker, doesn't know how these two devices devices appeared, etc., etc. Pretty sure you have to give a a device permission before it will connect and save, right? Is he lying? Been together almost three years. USA, if that matters. (laughs) It does matter. Thank you. Yes. Like, they do add themselves willy-nilly and Every other country, but in USA, no. That just does not happen. I think she's got a point. Because I just opened up my Bluetooth connectors. and <laughs> Your Bluetooth connectors? Yes, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> the only thing on here are things that I've connected to. And right. I'm sure that like I have come in contact with other Bluetooth devices. 
Yes, you've definitely come in contact with other ones, I am sure. Especially considering we used to play Pathfinder at our good friend's house, who's, Mm -hmm. it's like a tech playground in there. Yeah, it's hard to get out there without some kind of Bluetooth just latching onto you physically. (laughs) So I think she's got a point in in the, the sense that this man has, at some point in time, connected to these devices. Yes. Now, I love how she seems to be going immediately to the, like, the shower speaker must mean he's cheating on me. It's very possible someone at work or like, you know, a friend's house or even like a park hangout had a, a Bluetooth device that he just connected to that was called shower speaker that either was used as one or wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, I I just got a waterproof speaker that I don't know what it's called, but, you know, I pr- I will be planning to use it both outdoors and in the shower. Um, So it doesn't immediately mean... Hey, hey, hey. Sinister. With who? With who what? With who are you listening to the music in the shower with, huh? Yeah. What what, what do you mean? Got got you there. What do you mean? Got you there. What do you mean? Nailed it. What do you mean? Case case closed. Can you cut this out so people don't know that I have showers with anybody else? Also, like, depending on how long this guy's had his phone, like, there are two things there that I'm like, I think I know what those are. Pretty sure I know what they are. But, like, mm-hmm. this guy could have connected at some point to a party mm-hmm. or a parent's house or a, you know, anything. And, like, just been like, oops. Like, it was four years ago. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, they've had, she's, he's had the phone for three months. Or, sorry, for three years. And it's been... Okay. That was uh, different. I was going to say, if it was three months... No, three then, years, and they've been together that entire time. Yeah, like you said, it's like, just because it's called a shower speaker doesn't mean it was in a shower. Mm-hmm. So I mainly brought this to the podcast because I thought it was interesting anyway. And we've been dealing with a lot of like overbearing jealousy and like weird kind of like snoopiness. So the plot is about to thicken. Are you ready? Yeah. So this is in the comments. He is pretty reclusive and has never, to my knowledge, gone over to a friend's house. What? Mm -hmm. She claims he has never gone to a friend's house. Okay. That seems unhealthy for three years. Yeah. Also, if he's never gone over to a friend's house, what is he? What excuse is he using to get out for his secret sexy shower times? That's the thing. It's like if you can, with confidence, be like, I know he's never been to a friend's house, which one like that. That seems like a very unhealthy lifestyle. I mean, hey, like take it outside. You know what I mean? If this was, again, like a three month fucking phone like you mistakenly said it's like okay quarantine great he hasn't been to a friend's house in three months mm-hmm. but for three years two of those years were pre the dark ages mm-hmm. so it's like are you telling me that for three years you can say that your fr- your boyfriend has never hung out with a friend does he have friends oh that's sort of like you can't be like oh i'm out with the boys while you're having you know your musical shower sex yeah that's that's the thing it's like one kind of unhealthy if this has never happened two it seems really overbearing that you're like i know he's never been to a friend's house at three it's like even with this with this level of knowledge and this level of like if you can account for their movements for three years what what do you think is happening yeah how, how would you not be able to be like oh hey He's got a schedule that he maintains like clockwork, never deviates from it because he doesn't visit friends. Mm -hmm. But somehow in there, he has managed to creep away and salaciously connect to mysterious Bluetooth devices. I I feel like this is one of those cases of like, if there was other stuff going on, sure, maybe this could be the nail in the coffin. But like when you claim to have so much knowledge of this person's day-to-day activities it's it's got to be the least damning piece of evidence right especially because like she's very upset that in his words he's never even seen a shower speaker before and in her words in the comments that means he protests too much it's like there maybe he thinks it's a specifically like built-in shower speaker or something i don't know maybe it's just a speaker someone rests on the sink while they're in the shower it could be anything there's so little to go on here but so much being inferred. And again, it goes back to what we were saying last week. And probably every time we're going to talk about this, if you don't trust someone, don't date them. I love that. Like, she was like, hey, what about this? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, really? <laughs> like, what? what is the answer to that question? Like, if he's like, I don't know what that is. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. The other the only other answer he could say is, yeah, I know what that is. It's this. 
which yeah. if if that's not the correct it's like if he actually doesn't know what it is then like you know whether or not you recognize something is a binary answer unless mm-hmm. like you're just like i don't know mm-hmm. shrug but even that's more of a no than a yes i don't know yes i think this is a case of you need to fucking chill mm-hmm. and if that's not possible for you you need to do a hard three-year deep dive and figure out if at any point in time when he said he might have gone to a friend's house he was actually having shower sex the sweet sweet sounds of i don't know genuine but he never went to a single friend's house in three years, Dan. She knows this. There must be a mistake somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say other than this is lunacy. Yeah. I think if the, if everything here is true, then you need to uh, both get some friends or at least <laughs> some, some like, you know, outlets other than yourselves. Because clearly this has become a a pit of some kind in this relationship. Logically, there are so many opportunities for you to have connected to a Bluetooth device. If he doesn't see friends, it's probably at work. Also, is it a brand new phone? If not, there might just be, you know, stuff that was kind of left on there. Does it, like, I would love to know what he does for, like, is he in a factory or a warehouse or some shit? Cause like, chance, like every or a kitchen, like mm-hmm. the amount of pe- like places in which people use Bluetooth, like speakers yeah, to do, like, like also, at parties like i can't tell you i'm actually shocked there aren't more bluetooth things on my phone because the amount of times i connect yeah to like 100%. random people's fucking speakers and shit at their houses mm-hmm. i mean i guess now it's all like spotify has that like connect thing so you don't have to use bluetooth but so yeah advice get over it <laughs> yeah just either decide that your boyfriend's cheating on you and you can't trust him anymore and leave or accept the fact that you know these bluetooth things don't really mean anything especially if like this is the only sort of hint you have at him being unfaithful the possibility of him just having it connected to a speaker at some point in three years and forgetting about it is pretty high also if you had access to your phone are you telling me this person saw these suspicious bluetooth and then didn't check his email or his messages yeah exactly because like if if i was this paranoid and i had the you know the the evidence in my hand i would almost immediately go and like check through text and shit if i was yeah. on the case to something like this and i'm assuming they did found nothing and that's why reddit about the devices was step two yes yeah okay well i'm done with this person okay this is this is a bit of a journey and by that i mean it's fairly long so i'll try to get through it quickly this comes from reddit throwaway account the title is girlfriend named our son after her ex i'm refusing to sign the birth certificate until she changes it this is our first child and he was born a few days ago We've been together for four years, and he wasn't really planned, as I don't believe we're in a stable enough position to have children. She was supposedly on the pill, as neither of us feel like, or neither of us like the feel of condoms, but that's another story. She dated a guy for about eight years, and he was her first boyfriend. The story is that they drifted apart, and he ended it, but she was still in love with him. We met a few months later, and we were friends before we started dating. I got the impression that she was never really over him at the start of the relationship, but it seems she moved on after the years, and he went moved back to our city two years ago. She didn't seem that phased. We met him twice, and there didn't seem to be anything weird going on, so I assumed she was completely over him. When we discovered she was pregnant, it was her decision to keep it. I said we weren't ready for children yet, as we weren't married and didn't own a place, but she was adamant on keeping it. We argued back and forth over names and went through various, okay, we have five vetoes each. But around two months ago, we settled on a name that we were both happy with. The baby is born, everyone is smiles, and we're finally back home. It's time to register the birth, and I need to sign the birth certificate. However, to my surprise, the baby isn't called the name we agreed upon, but the same name as her ex. Not just the same name, but the same middle name as well, and then our surnames. After we agreed, we'd use both our surnames and forego the use of a middle name. I couldn't blow my top, of course, as she's still recuperating at home, plus this whole worldwide mess going on, so I should be happy all three of us are back home and safe. I did, however, ask her about it. She said that it was just a spur-of-the-moment thing, or she'll fob me off by saying she's too exhausted to talk about it. She's been fobbing me off for a few days now, so in the end, I told her calmly that I'm not signing the birth certificate until we change the name back to what we agreed. This chain or this caused a bit of a row with her, and she's now refusing to talk to me until I sign the, the certificate and agree to the name. I'm at somewhat of a loss as to what to do. I didn't want a child in the first place, but I was browbeaten going along with it, and now the name we agreed upon is taken away from me. To add insult to injury, she's na- changed the name of the boy after her ex, and now I'm plagued with doubt and wondering if I should get a paternity test or whether she's still in love with him. I didn't enjoy that journey. I know. It's not a great I one. 
I really did. I know that was displeasurable. Unpleasure. That was not pleasurable. I don't know. I've forgotten words because that was so unenjoyable to live through, even secondhand. So firstly, condolences, because that sucks. That's a wild move, though. Yeah, that's that's some that's some powerful, like bad TV kind of like energy. Like I would expect that from a terrible soap opera. Yeah, this is like a Riverdale move. Yes, exactly. Like it's the kind of thing that like you would laugh through watching it on a TV show, even while being like, this would never happen. This is dumb. <laughs> um, you can't you can't just do that. Also, OK, first first things first, do not give in. Right. I think that's that's the main the main thing here. Right. Because like you give in, then like, where does it end? Yeah, I think that's that's got to be our first port of call. Do not give in. Do not sign this birth certificate. Yeah, you you definitely need to like sit down and be like you you understand that this is insane, right? I mean, like it, it's so hard because like I can't imagine any conversation of like sitting down with someone and being like, "Hey, did you really choose your ex boyfriend's name as the the name of our child?" Mm-hmm. And even like even the first name would be one thing, but like first and middle name, so it's like you can't even claim like, "Oh, I just like the name." It's like you, this is very specific. Yeah, it's specifically referencing someone you had a romantic relationship, which is a, a wild move. And then tack it on to the fact that, like, you guys agreed on a name. Like, you yeah. made an agreement and you decided by yourself, which uh, this is kind of the theme of the relationship as well. It's like he didn't think they were ready for a kid, but she chose that they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and this dude is like, well, OK, I guess this is happening. So it's like he, she just kind of steamrolls him. Yeah, I think now is the time. If you haven't stood up for yourself hardcore before, you need to now because you have a child and your like your response to these situations no longer just affects yourself. Like you might be able to live with fuck, I guess I let her have her way and now we have a kid or I let her have her way and now we have this. But like you're now no longer just responsible for yourself, you're responsible for another life. And you can't just let this person make unilateral decisions, especially when their decision-making skills seem to suck or at least be cruel. The The problem here is you're going to be taking care of this kid for, you know, 18 years, however long he's dependent. But like your mental state will directly impact this kid's entire life forever. Mm-hmm. And if you look at this kid and resent him or, you know, recognize your moment of weakness of letting her do this, or, you know, any of those emotions are going to filter into how you raise this child and how you raise this child is going, like I said, going to affect this kid forever. Yeah, it's their so whole you, ass life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even if he's the sweetest kid and, you know, he looks up to you with all, you know, he, he regards you as the greatest person. If you're always sort of being like, meh, like, fuck this kid. I never wanted him. And now he's got the name of my ex or her ex. Like, that's not a good mental state to go into a nourishing and, you know, nurturing relationship. Yeah, well, let's be fair. The The name of the ex, like, even if you guys had decided on Bob and, you know, she gets the birth certificate and is like, nah, his name is Dane. Like, that would be a problem. Even if you didn't know a Dane, even if, you know, she hadn't named it after her favorite podcast host, even anything like that. If it was just a different name that you decided, that itself is a problem. Because, yeah, you know, well, this, <laughs> not, this is it's not to be biased. It is a great name. It is a great Dane. I mean, great name. That would be an issue. This is that issue and even worse. Like, so firstly, do not at all back down. At the very least, you guys need to fucking talk this out. Two. Have you checked her Bluetooth devices to see if there's a shower speaker in there? Because if there is, guess what? Paternity test time. And I don't really believe in this kind of shit. You don't believe in what shit? In the like, again, we're talking about like trusting people, blah, blah, blah. But there's a kid involved. So now I don't see the harm in getting a paternity test. The harm is she's going to fucking flip her shit. Well, you don't need her involved. I don't know. I don't know the process. You just need like, uh, like a swab from the kid and a swab from the parent. That's fair. It's your kid. Yeah. Like if like if you test against the kid and, and you and it's not a match, then it's like, well, you know, guess what, buddy? You don't have to worry about having a kid. It yeah. sucks. It's going to open a whole new can of fucking hurt and pain and shit. But, you know, you didn't want a kid. You didn't think you're ready for a kid. And hooray. <laughs> well, that's actually a very uh, that's a pretty fair thing. Like 
if you're thinking about getting a paternity test, I think you should get one just to clear yeah. your own head. I do not think you even need to tell her. Um, and like, for all I know, this is like a postpartum thing where, you know, she's freaking out because of X, Y, and Z and has just made this decision. Like she might not be thinking rationally. I don't really know how postpartum works. This just seems like a wild situation, but for your own, like, you know, state of mental health, maybe go get one. Don't let her know. It's fine. See how it is. And if things are all on the right, then you can like breathe a sigh of relief and maybe have this conversation with her knowing that things aren't as bad as you fear, you know, because that will help you stay grounded um, and it'll help things turn from this giant argument, which is, you know, I'd say probable at this point. Um, And it'll help at least you kind of like know where you're coming from. If it is worse news, then, hey, guess what? You don't have a kid anymore, I guess. So that's cool because you didn't want one anyway. Yeah, it's I mean, like you don't really win unless she sort of comes to her senses and be like, oh, hey, yeah, naming this kid. But like even then, I think this is a hard thing to walk back from. Like even if she is sort of like, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. This is kind of fuck. You you're always going to have that like voice in the back of the head be like, this kid was supposed to be named after her ex. Yeah, it's a really weird thing. But like the worst thing is, it's like if it is your kid and all that, like you're put in such a shitty position because it's like you don't really have much choice other than to move past it. Like obviously you could get like a, well, they're not married, right? No. Like you could break up, but like, you know, that's such a shitty position to be put in when you now have a kid with someone because like presumably you don't want to just wipe your hands of the whole affair, especially if it is your kid. And even legally, you might not be allowed to do so. So it's like, yeah, it, it's a shitty situation because how do you come back from that? But I think, you know, first things first, get that paternity test, get your own mind calmed, um, you know, and if things are fine, then then talk to her and, you know, don't be browbeaten because this isn't a, you know, it isn't a low stakes decision. Like it's huge. It affects this person's life for the rest of their life and it affects your life for the rest of your life too, you know? Um, also like if for some reason she has nothing to do with this guy, what happens the, the day she posts like, Oh, happy birthday to, you know, Tyler Dunham gray, you know, and Tyler Dunham sees it and is like, what the fuck? You yeah. Know I mean? like, and everyone who knows Tyler Dunham. That's the other thing. It's like, she has a history as well. You know what I mean? It's like her friends aren't going to forget about this guy. She dated for eight years. I think it said or some bullshit. Yeah. Especially if she's this head over heels about him. And it's like, he's going to see that the friends are going to see that everyone's going to see it. And everyone's like, this is fucking strange, man. Yeah. So I think what you need, I think the talking points for your conversation should be like, Hey, number one, it's going to be like, I already didn't want to have a kid, but here we are if we move forward with like naming your, our kid after your ex, I can't promise that's not going to manifest as resentment. And I don't want to raise a child with that, you know, that kind of energy. And if she doesn't understand that you have, like you have to make that clear, be like, you have to understand this. Right. And if you can find an example, like if you have an ex or if they're, you know what I mean? It's like, imagine if I named the kid after my ex and without your permission, you would obviously be upset. I, I don't, you know, I, I think what's lacking here is her ability to empathize with the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I think first off, you need to establish certain things. I don't know if it's going to be helpful bringing up the fact that you didn't want a kid because it is too late. But like, you need to, one, be like, look, we made a decision. Can you not understand that regardless of the name, I would be upset that you just completely ignore my input in this situation because it is my kid too. Now, at this point, you have gotten the paternity test and you know it is your kid, too. Secondly, ask her why. Just be like, why do you want this name? And if she's like, I really like it, just be like, okay, can you not understand where I'm coming from, where this name has weight, like a lot of weight? Because especially, again, even if it was just their first name, that'd be one thing. But what's about their first name and their middle name? There's no way on earth she can back down and pretend it doesn't have to do with this ex. You know what I mean? Even before, it'd be a flimsy fucking excuse. When it's their like actual name and middle name, like there is no other possibility. So yeah. be like, why do you want this? And can you not see why I wouldn't be happy with this? And if she's just ignoring all these things, I don't know what to tell you, but 
you guys shouldn't be in a relationship together. But like the thing is, like even if they end their relationship, he arguably should still have a role in this kid's life. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and- another thing. It's like I, I don't think you should ever back down and sign that thing because you're this kid's father for better or for worse. And it's like, as Dane said, you need to be able to raise this kid without having resentment. Yeah. You know? And so like, look, I, it's already going to be an uphill battle for you. You didn't want the kid. You know, he was supposed to be named the ex. You know what I mean? Like it, it's already going to be very hard for you to, to put those aside. Hopefully, you know, the paternal instinct kicks in, you fall in love with this kid and you do anything for him as a parent should. Hopefully that all sort of like supersedes your own sort of ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I really hope that's that's the outcome for this, regardless of like whether you guys stay together, whatever. I, I think what we're both agreeing on is like the name has to change. This name cannot go through. And this needs to be like the line you draw in the sand. You need to be like, I refuse to name my kid after your ex. Mm-hmm. And I think there's definitely no harm. Again, neither of us are lawyers, despite the legal advice we threw out earlier. Um, I don't think there's any harm in getting all of this in writing, maybe in texts, because I don't really know, again, if she can get this through without you or go to a court or later on, if you decide you don't want anything to do with the kid, like force you to pay child support. But like, if you have it documented that you're having this argument and she's trying to strong arm you into naming the child one way. And she's trying to name it after her ex and like all these things, they're not indicative of a healthy relationship and they could stand to you if something happened legally. So I don't think there's any harm in having a record of them. Um, And also just want to establish that none of these things, no matter how it shakes out are the kid's fault. So, you know, don't take it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think you you need to put the foot down because if not now, when? Uh, you need to try to talk to her in a way that like isn't aggressive if possible and just literally like don't get sidetracked, don't be stonewalled. You know, just try to get down to, to basics. Like, why do you want this? And can you not see why I would be upset? Why yeah. are we not making a decision together? Why are you going against the decision we made? Like, cause not only in this instance, but for the entirety of this kid's life, you are going to need to make decisions together. And if she won't do that, then like you, you, you need to fucking sort it now rather than, you know, after four years of bad parenting, um, also get that paternity test. So we've helped quite a few people so far. What would you say about taking a quick little break and helping ourselves? I would like that very much, Dan. Okay. Support for Fuck Buddies is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technological developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And Manscaped are trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. It's time for you to join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Speaking of which, Dane has a story about his taint. I do, and I've been dying to tell you this. This whole reason we started this show, in fact. He wouldn't even tell me until right now. Look, shaving your balls is never fun. There's a visceral terror in bringing a moving blade to your downstairs region. And I've definitely nicked my balls once or twice. But the most traumatizing event for me was I was sort of cleaning up the 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 taint area. Um, just, you know, making it nice and presentable. But it was right before I was going to work. And I... Just, I just did a number on it. I just, I got a little too close. I, I, I cut myself. It fucking sucked. And as you guys know, I, I work in a bar. I, it was the middle of summer. It was like August. It was 40 degrees outside. It was hot. And I was trying to survive walking around and running around on my feet for like nine hours in this sweltering heat with a cut between my legs. And it was... Sounds like the worst. It, it actually was. It, it's probably one of the worst shifts I've ever worked in a bar. And I have worked like every St. Patrick's Day in an Irish bar for the past four years. And that one day where everything flooded downstairs and there was like yes. an inch of water on the ground. There, I, I've literally worked shifts where actual shit has floated across our restaurant as our, our drains have flooded. So that should be saying a lot. Now, Dane, is there any way we can avoid horrible taint accidents like the one you had? Well, you are in luck, Niall. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer specifically for balls in mind. They have spent over 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. They've sacrificed their time 
to keep our balls safe. And I appreciate it. Let me just that. tell you, dedicating a year and a half to more or less, I imagine just looking at computer screens with like 3D images of balls. <laughs> I assume that's the only thing they could have been doing for that year and a half. That's dedication. And they did it for you. Yeah. And what's great is like the things that have come out of that. Notably, there's a ceramic blade, which reduces grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Everything about this is premium, even the battery life. It lasts up to 90 minutes. So no matter how big your balls are, you're you're going to get around them. And the nice thing is, is like you can take your time with it too. Yeah, it's the, the one thing you don't want to rush is shaving your balls. And the best part is you don't even need to do it anywhere awkward because they've waterproof technology. So you could do it in the shower, which one, it's comforting. Two, takes care of the mess. I'm so hyped for that. I literally, anytime I've ever shaved my balls, I've like straddled the toilet as to not make a mess. And I'm so excited to just kind of like have warm water flowing upon me and not have to worry about cleaning up. I just all down the drain. Also, you could do it in the dark if you're really daring because they have an LED light which illuminates grooming areas. Don't do that, but it will help you get in for a closer, more precise trim. They've also upgraded the motor. If you do have a lawnmower, hey, Good for you, but it's time to upgrade. This bad boy has 7,000 RPM and quiet stroke technology. That does not mean you can, you know, jerk off a quick one in, in stealth mode. It has nothing to do with that. That one's still on you. It just means you won't bother anybody with your shaving from the next room. There's nothing worse than like doing a solid deep grooming and walking out. Like I have a beard. So it's very obvious if I have not shaven. So if I used to live with a roommate, I live with my girlfriend now. It's so uncomfortable or awkward sometimes. You live with someone and they hear the trimmer going on for, you know, a good solid chunk of time. And then you walk out and you still have a, a giant beard. And it's like, oh, okay. I know exactly what you were doing in there. With the quiet stroke, listen to this bad boy. Hold on. You ready for this? Listen to that. Listen to what? Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've heard vibrators that are louder than this thing. That's true. I love that. And also these days, like with coronavirus, people's schedules are kind of all over the place. You know what I mean? Someone might still be work from home. Someone else might be getting up late, staying up late. If you want to... If you want to groom yourself in an unconventional hour, you're not going to upset anybody. That's nice. Exactly. Another really nice thing about this is it comes with this charging stand that is so sleek. And so I, it's weird that I'm excited about this, but my girlfriend is kind of a stickler for how the, the bathroom looks and how it's arranged and everything. I managed to sneak this bad boy in and you wouldn't even know it's there. It's <laughs> It's like it, it's just kind of tucked away in the corner. The cord after you've done charging it, the cord can be removed from it as well. So you can just kind of like have it chill in there. It doesn't take up any space. It looks nice. And it's just a part of the bathroom. You don't have to worry about it. So, Dan, if I want to trim that junk of mine, can you help me out? Not only can I help you out, but Manscaped will help you out by offering you 20% off and free shipping across the entire store. That includes the Lawnmower 3.0. That includes all the bundles, all the creams, 20% off, free shipping if you use our code BUDDIES at Manscaped.com. So B-U-D-D-I-E-S? That is correct. Perfect. So take a second, treat yourself to something nice. 2020 was a wild year. 2021 can be the year that you have the most pristine balls you've ever had in your life. So get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. Once again, that is to get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUDDIES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping, which I do appreciate because there's nothing worse than getting to the end of your transaction and that shipping cost just like just getting you. And that's at manscaped.com with the code BUDDIES. Help yourself out, help your balls out, and help us out. All right, so I feel like we haven't had enough seduction in our lives. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of advice from seduction and then a question from seduction. Uh, you ready? No. This is by Newboy6969, yeah. under the topic of outer game. And uh, this is titled, Less Charming, More Sexy. As women get more experience, they respond less to charm. However, being sexy never goes out of style. And thankfully... We can learn because they've given us examples of the charming to sexy transformation. So you're so beautiful. It's out. Never say it. You're what I want. That's that's what we're doing because that's sexy. I want to see your naked body. Charming. Obviously, the epitome of charm. That's out. 
It's gone. We can't say that charming, that patented charming sentence anymore, which... Man, remember those classic George Clooney scenes where he just leans over yeah. and he's like, I want to see your naked body. And everyone's like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, George Clooney, you're so charming. Now, can you guess what the sexy transformation of I want to see your naked body is? I think it's going to be take off your clothes. You know what? That would probably work better than don't waste my time having clothes on. Wow. <laughs> hey, time is money. And right now you're just burning it. Get those clothes off. So you got to be sexy by matching a attitude to the narcissistic appeal of women. It's more powerful and it's not about their looks. You can mix some charm in if you have to. They're not mutually exclusive. But the best part about being sexy is you're being honest. Because there's an underlying duplicity and charm. <laughs> I like. I would argue that being like, don't waste my time with your clothes is less honest than I want to see your naked body. It's also just <laughs> a terrible thing to say. Yeah, I like, I can't imagine. Uh, like, this guy probably has never seen a naked body. I can't imagine anyone, male, female, straight, lesbian, gay, like anywhere inside or outside of those spectrums be responsive to don't waste my time wearing clothes. I think like maybe if you were in an established relationship and you were doing like a, you know, CEO secretary role play yes. or something like that, maybe, but no, it's, it's so demeaning and dismissive and aggressive and shitty. It's like, what? Uh, it's yeah. Just okay. go to the question. I don't want to hear. Okay. Think about this. this is by Reddit gizmos. What kind of stories are good to tell someone to build rapport with them? It probably depends on the age group. Am I right? If so, what stories would be suited towards men in their early 20s? It would have to be fake, but believable, as I don't have good stories myself. Perhaps a good one would be opening up to people about your vulnerabilities? What? What kind of stories are good to no, tell no, someone uh, you, to build no, rapport? No, you don't have to do it again. Now, Dane, it has to be fake, because they don't have any good stories themselves. But, okay. I know we're going to make fun of this person mercilessly, but yes. this is quintessentially what is wrong with pickup and seduction and like all this shit is the fact that like, instead of focusing on being a normal human being who's had, <laughs> who's had literally any experience, you don't have to be mm -hmm. like, I was white water rafting down the grand rapids. Like you don't have to have those stories. It's cool if you do. Yeah. But like mm -hmm. just being able to tell a story that you're passionate about, about something that happened to you that matters to you should be enough. Yes. And also, I do not think you can actually ever build rapport with someone when you're fucking lying to them. Well, they're building I think, rapport yeah. with a, a fake you, maybe. OK, yeah, that's that's a valid point. It's like, yes, right? you're building rapport, but it's like it's not genuine. So therefore, it is useless. Yeah, it's like building a bridge on like sand. It's going to collapse. Um, so I guess advice don't assuming you're not just doing this to have sex with them once and then never talk to them again. If you spend, let's say the first week of getting to know this person, regaling them with these bullshit stories at some point in time, they're going to bring it up mm -hmm. when you're out with your friend. Like if you guys end up dating and being together, you're going to be at like a family dinner, Christmas dinner. And she's going to be like, Oh, like that time you did this. And your mm -hmm. parents are going to be like, the fuck is she talking about? Yep. Now, and then you're in this awkward thing of being like, oh, hey, you know that whole basis of our relationship? Lies. Just got them off the internet. It's terrible. And also, even if you are trying to hook up with someone once, that's super fucking scummy to just lie and pretend you're someone and then be like, oh, I fucked you. Lol. It's not actually me. Tear the mask off and run away. That's super gross. Real advice? Maybe just fucking be yourself. And if you feel like you don't have any good stories, one, you're probably wrong because there's no such, like, unless you literally have done nothing your entire life, which I think is actually impossible. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. The the things I read in Seduction, it seems like people have, like, invested so much time and effort in the quote-unquote theory of life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of, like, learning how life should be or learning how to, like, you know, min-max life and then ha have forgotten that, like, to do anything but like even when like i could tell a funny story right now about us playing fucking farm simulator during the lockdown like you know what i mean that's not exactly 
me going out and jumping in some rapids. It's me playing a very dumb free game online by myself in a room connected to you over the internet. But what I'm saying is I I don't think these people have built the connections to have someone on the other end. It doesn't even necessarily need to have someone on the other end. Like it could be you're playing cyberpunk and a funny fucking glitch happened. Like that's the thing. It's like if you're talking to someone and they don't want to hear about cyberpunk and your whole thing is that you play cyberpunk, it doesn't matter that you don't have a good story for them because you're not going to gel anyway. If you're talking to someone who's into gaming, that story's going to go down just fine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it th- that's the thing. Your stories don't have to be anything. They just have to be real and they have to be about you. Yeah. You yeah. know, like arguably the more honest you are the better because if they don't like it, then you're doing yourself a favor by jettisoning them and finding someone who does give a shit. Alternatively, I would like to also add that like maybe you focus less on this quest for woman mm-hmm. and realign yourself of being like hey if you can if you could consciously make the you know decision of being like i have no good stories what that translates into is you haven't really done anything Mm -hmm. so what you should do is go do some stuff the hour would take you to sift through all the bullshit people are posting online and then pick one and then learn it you could have gone and done like a jujitsu class you know what I mean? Yeah. You could have gone and fucking did a hike. I don't know. Yeah. Just go for a walk and yeah. like actually, you know, take the heads headphones out, go for a walk and like observe. No, I promise Dane. you, you'll see something fucking wild. Dane, you can't tell people to take the headphones out. Then they won't listen to us. Put the headphones back in. Sorry. Keep one headphone out. Yeah. Keep one headphone in and it's us. Yeah. I, I like anytime I hear things like this and I, and I see it a lot and I've, I've talked to a lot of people who are like, Oh, I'm boring. Like anytime it's like, okay, cool. Then don't be, you know what I mean? Like, or stop assuming that the things that you mean something to you are boring because you think other people find them boring. Well, that's another thing. There is nothing that's boring. No, there's pretty much nothing that's boring. And even if it is boring to me, it won't be boring to somebody else. You know what I mean? But if you think it's boring, guess what? No one else is going to give a fuck. It could be anything and no one else is going to care because if you're bored talking about it or you refuse to, it is going to be boring. Yeah. Like have, have a fucking, like have some confidence in yourself. The shit you like, no matter what it is, is not boring. Yeah. It's, it's very, very simple to being an engaging human being. I would honestly like, I can't remember the name of the book, but there's a, there's a book about like how to be an engaging person. And like rule number one is listen. So like if you want to build rapport with someone, the best way to do it isn't to tell stories. It's to listen to other people's stories. Mm-hmm. And and from there, you don't need to, to to tell stories. People love talking about themselves. We fucking do it for an hour every week. <laughs> um, so I think like what you need to do is shift away from like engage as opposed to be engaging. Because mm-hmm. if you... If you manage that, if you can find someone who's willing to be like, hey, actually, boom, here's a story I'm going to tell you. They'll give you, you can ask questions about it. You can, you know, reflect on like if they do or like, oh, hey, I, I did the great white water rafting. Be like, that's insane. I would never do that. I'm terrified of drowning. Boom. You've revealed a vulnerability. You've revealed a fact about you. You've complimented them. Mm-hmm. Also, like there's nothing better than being honest. If someone's like, oh. I went to these five countries and you're like, oh yeah, I've been to those two, but you haven't. That That's a conversation killer right there because either you don't open up and that's done or they ask you about shit and you lie and they either like you dig a hole so deep that's going to fuck you one day or they're just like, this person's bullshitting, I'm out. Meanwhile, if you're like, oh, I've actually never traveled anywhere, they're going to be like, oh man, it's so great. And you can ask them more questions about their travels. And that yeah. is a very interesting conversation, even though the only thing you've done is say you haven't done the thing. Like, it's that fucking simple. One of my biggest pet peeves for this is something I've trained out of myself uh, because I hate when other people do it mm-hmm. is when someone is like, oh, I'm big into this band. Have you heard of them before? And people are like, oh, yeah, I think so. I, I don't know any of their songs by by name, but like, you know, I, I've only listened a little bit. And it's like mm-hmm. they've never heard of them. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, no, there's no, there's nothing wrong with if someone says, oh, my favorite movie is this. And be like, I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if someone's like, hey, my favorite band is this. Be like, this is a great, it's almost better if you haven't heard of it. 
because you can be like, let's listen to it. Like if you're on a date, scoot onto the other side of the table, put in your headphones and you guys can like get close listen to our podcast and, <laughs> and listen to like a, a thing of it. Or, you know, if it's, if it is a podcast or something, most popular ones have animatics be like, you know, next time you're hanging out, be like, Hey, I want to show you this. I know you're doing something together. You're engaging together. I think we'll have hit the big time when we have an animatic and I'm excited, man. If someone out there wants to make an animatic. (laughs) Yeah. If only we knew someone who was like a professional animator who could animate a clip of us. That would be cool. Hmm. That'd be really cool. I don't know who would do that though. No, they'd have to be very talented Mm, and really cool. Oh, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll circle back to that. Yeah. Um, Um, But yeah, like also, like the the fucking world bending pain of coming up with a good fake story to open up to someone about your vulnerabilities. Like it's such an agonizing situation to even imagine. No, just no, don't do it. Be honest. Fuck this bullshit kind of thinking, because if it works, it's bad. And if it doesn't work, it's bad. There's no, there is no fucking upside. Yeah. You, you, you either build a, a life of lies or you look like a fucking lunatic. And even if, you build this life of lies. You're just delaying the point at which you look like a fucking lunatic. This is a fairly quick one. Um, this comes from Reddit user Standard Newspaper 665. How to make up for being a short guy. 23-year-old male. Hey, everyone. I've been posting this question in some other forums because I want to get some diverse thoughts on the topic. I, myself, am about 5'6", five, 5'7", five, if I were stretching. I've come to terms with it, and it doesn't bother me too much. But obviously, there are times where I wish I had a couple more inches on me. In society today, there's a clear bias towards men who are taller. It's a simple evolutionary mindset that has stuck with us for centuries and won't change soon. In dating and in professional communities, men who are taller tend to reap more rewards simply because of this physical difference. Don't believe me? Do a simple Google search. My height doesn't bother me, but I'm curious how one who is shorter can overcome this stereotype of bias. Pretty confident professionally and socially, but I want to continue to do all I can to excel in both dating and my work life. Essentially, I want to stand even with those who may appear taller than me. Any advice, specific experience from men or women would be greatly appreciated. It's a weird one. It's super strange to be like, I'm not bothered by this at all, but here's all this rambling of me being bothered. (laughs) I I didn't want to say it, but like, it's... It's the whole, I'm 5'6", five, 5'7", five, if I stretch. That alone tells me that you do care. Like, you, you yeah. don't need to qualify your, your height and make it a little bit. Like, your height is your height. You know what I mean? You're, you're putting that in. I can tell that you care. And that's fine. I don't know if I agree with the whole tall people make it in every aspect of life. Do you agree with that? I don't know necessarily about professionally. Like, I don't know if tall people are, like, more likely to get promoted. Like, I don't know about <laughs> the the metrics of that but like there is definitely a, a bias for taller men in like dating for sure yeah i'm not talking about dating i mean every aspect of life because that's yeah. what they're claiming and i'm not gonna lie most of the really tall people i know he acts as if they have this gravitas and this aura a lot of the time they're like big clumsy spiders that just knock things over all the time <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know like again i i don't know I, although apparently a simple google search will fix that for us um okay well i'm gonna do google right now do a quick Google search. But as someone who's about this guy's height, I'm a little taller than him, but like not by much. I've, yes, have I faced discrimination, quote unquote, on online dating and pretty much specifically only online because it, people can be a little bit more shallow there. I've definitely been like unmatched or ghosted when women have been like, how tall are you? And I tell them and like just nothing back for them. Yeah, that's a bit of a fucking, you know, kick in the teeth. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to be with that person. Like, I have no desire. Like, any porniness I had for that person, gone. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, like, if you're that shallow and weird and you suck, it's like, cool. As much as I'm sure that's not a fun experience to go through, it is, like, them doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah, because, I, yeah, it's just like, uh, all right, cool. You're kind of a shitty person. I have no... Also, if we're not compatible, like, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. And like, also, you have never had any problem with women, as I have seen time and time again. And that's, I I know people do struggle with height and dating, especially online dating and like profiles, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know a single person who's shorter or short or whatever, who's had any difficulty like in the long game, because it's like, yeah, you might not hook up with that one person who has it in their fucking profile. But it's like, if you don't let this shit affect you, and you kind of wade through the amount of like really shallow projections and don't let it get to you. 
you're going to be fine on the other end because there are more than enough people out there who are either going to be shorter or not give a fuck. I mean, there was very specifically a point in my life where I literally could only attract taller women. There was a very strange tall woman phase in my bachelor Mm -hmm. where I was just like, I, what is happening? I remember specifically making out with a woman at the Ossington who had to lean against the post and like do sort of like a wall squat so that I could reach her. She was like six two. She was she was, a tall girl. She was huge. She had some like, height to her. Theoretically, there's no reason why that should happen. Like she, like I said, she literally had to do a wall squat so that I could make out with her. I will say my brief Google showed absolutely nothing apart from people talking about dating. And the fourth fucking thing was why short men are better in bed. So there you go. Let's go. I I do feel like this person is maybe, and I I could be wrong. But I feel like they're a little too hung up on it, and they are inferring a lot more about their height than is necessary. I do not think being shorter and like what they said they're five six. That's not even that short. Um, hey, at all. remember this? Tom Cruise is five six. Isn't he like five two or something? Isn't he like? <laughs> no, he's not that small. No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like. No, I'm pretty sure he's five six. Are you Googling Tom Cruise's height? Yeah. Oh, he's 5'7". Okay. Okay, um, yeah. But, like, I really don't think that's the case. Um, and in dating, yes, there is this weird kind of, like, you know, kind of, like, aura surrounding, like, your height. But it's, like, again, you just weed out those people, I think, and, and don't let it bother you, most importantly. And, like, you'll find the rest of the people. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Take it as, like, an opportunity to to get those people out of your life as quickly as possible because they're out there. We're actually going to have a, a a moving. Oh no, that's something else. Never mind. Um, it was for a Tinder later, but it's it's oh. not about height. It's about money. Um, but yeah, I I that's my opinion. Just fuck it. Like, don't think about that. Don't over analyze it. There's nothing you need to make up for because I believe that's the the title, right? How to make up for? Yeah, how to make up for being short as a guy. Yeah, fuck exactly. That. You don't need to make up for anything. You're totally fine the way you are. If someone doesn't like that, fuck them. Like, it doesn't matter. Move on. Yeah. You'll definitely find someone else. You know what I mean? Oh, You're... I'm a I've done fine with women in my 33 years of life. Mm-hmm. And at no point in time have I ever tried to, like, be tall. Like, I've never worn the lifts. Like, I've never uh, had fought with my height. It's just like, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the few things you don't have control over. That's the thing. It's you like, mean? you literally cannot change it. So the two options you have are get over it. Again, obviously easier said than done or be bothered by it. And being bothered by it is not going to help you. And there's always going to be people out there who are picky about X, Y, and Z. But like your height is not that important, especially considering you cannot change it, right? So it's like if someone's willing to toss you aside for that, great. You don't want to be with that person anyway. And that's, that's pretty much it. Like that's the most important thing. It's like if they suck, they suck. Good. Move on. Find someone who doesn't. It's one of those things where you just kind of sort of like, this is me. Let's go. Yeah, and fuck this whole like mindset of making up for it. You have nothing to make up for. It's not. It's no negative. It's just a fucking number. All right, let's move into Tinder's because we are closing in at the end of every episode or towards the end of every episode. We like to take a look at online dating profiles. We call it Tinder's, but it's it's a little bit of everything, and comb them for red flags and the effort to one laugh at them and two. Uh, hopefully make your online dating profile a little bit better by avoiding these catastrophes. Some are good, but <laughs> it's very rare. We should Rarely. start keeping like, track of how many ones we've, we've enjoyed. Six. <laughs> this is a powerful, a powerful opening line from Moat. I can accept the video. I am not a robot. I am a foreign exchange investor. If you are not an investor, you just want to work for others with peace of mind. Don't like me. I am also looking for a man who can get married, but I hope you can invest and develop our future with me. If you hate investing, please don't like me. Nice. Just that, that strong cool. financial thread coming through. Also, if someone says they're not a robot, I don't know. I suspect them. 100%. If you match with this person, you have to immediately send them a capture. 100%. Come at me. Let me see you've solved this before I, <laughs> before I give you any of my good material. Also, what does I can accept the video mean? I can accept the video. I am not a robot. I'm giving it a 5 out of 10 so that this robot doesn't turn on me when the robots revolt. I am going to abstain because I want to be friends with robots. Wow. This is Barbara. 
No relationship means I don't have and I don't want it. But if you don't have love to share with the world and me, don't waste your time. 510, please pay attention. Yes, I'm Brazilian. If you're proud of never marry or no kids, please swipe left. Huh? What? I'm I'm single and proud of it. Mm-hmm. But if you're have never been married, you're garbage. Yep. Is she looking for divorcees? I have no idea, but they're getting a strong one. Yeah, I hate all of it. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. I'm looking for widowers, single dads, divorcees. Get at me. Let's go. Some tips to the ones who are unable to start a decent conversation. Do not start saying, hey, do not give personal compliments. You don't know me to call me hot, hottie, cutie, hun, etc. Be polite. No one likes cheesy convos. Do not be arrogant. Be honest, simple. Go straight to the point. Be a gentleman. All women like them. Remember, intelligence is the sexiest thing. Good luck. From Sarah. Damn. I love when people are like, don't just say hey. I always say hey. That was my opening line for all my Tinders. was always just like, hey. Because like that's how you start a conversation. Like what else? Unless there was a great picture or a great like hook for me to be like, okay, you need to explain this or to comment on. I would always just start by saying hello. Yeah, I don't really remember what I did. It was always different. Just kind of depended on what I what I felt. I feel like I usually like commented on something either in the photos or on their profile. But like I don't know. I always felt like it was a bit of a crap shot. Some people were you said hey, they'd say it back. Other people you'd say something interesting and funny, you just get nothing. The thing I never got a response from was how is your day of the week going? And why mm. everyone was like, How's your Friday going? Never heard anything back. And I have no idea why. I'm sure it was just coincidence, but I literally became so superstitious about using that I just stopped saying it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've done it and haven't met with great uh, results. Okay, what what do you think of this profile? Uh, It's a one. Yeah, you know what? I will bet this person is also painful to talk to. You know what it probably is? It's probably one of those people who has like the rehearsed script in their head. And if you deviate it from slightly, you're, you know, a terrible person. All right. This is WWW, What Women Want. Trudeau has sent me on a not-so-secret secret quest to help eliminate trash by 2023. Despite our best efforts, some of you may remain trash, but few will get the match. Consider yourself lucky, or maybe someone on the other side has told us to swipe on you. Hit me up if you want to learn how to get a relationship laid, or relearn your social skills to make friends or order a Starbucks. Whatever it is, let's figure it out one step at a time. Is this like a service? I don't know. The picture is someone with their hand over their tits. Like, okay, so this is naked, definitely like naked, a... like, like hands draped artfully over the nips, wearing a lot of henna. This is a 100% like a male like an incel or a like dating coach called what women want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, yeah, this, this is run by dudes. Also, should we do this? <laughs> uh, it's going to be a zero for me. Uh, yeah, I, I hated it. It's nothing. This is Yasmin. I know I'm hot. I don't like brokies. If you are an Aries, don't even bother. Self-motivated. I like fitness and a healthy lifestyle. I'm funny AF. I'm tall, 5'9". I'm Latina. Is brokies poor people? I assume so. That's too bad. It's a terrible name. I don't like brokies. You know what? I was charming as hell when I was poor. Me too. Ain't nothing nothing wrong with being poor. Well, there's something wrong with being charming. You gotta be sexy. Yeah. Dear Yasmin, don't waste your my time with your clothes on. <laughs> yeah, that's Zero. if you like not only saying I don't like brokies, being real into fucking star signs, and then saying you're funny as fuck. I, I'm gonna guess you're not. I'm sorry. That's going to do us now. It's uh, a pleasure to be here and talking with you. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting us. We've had a very strong start of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this last week, United States beat the Philippines in, in listenership. Wait, why? They came. We had more. We had more listeners in the U.S. than we did in the Philippines. Oh, shit. So we said it couldn't be done and they done did it. It's because of our so, striking political commentary. <laughs> so uh, the Philippines, you got to get back in there. You're not out of the fight, but you're now in second place. You've lost the battle, but you're still winning the war. Let's be fair. Yeah. If you have a question for us or just want to chat, we're cool with that too. You can find us on various social media. You can hit us up on Facebook at FCK Buddies Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at FCK underscore buddies. Hit us up on the Instagram at FCK Buddies Podcast. Um, you can also email us at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com or you can visit us online at fbuddiespodcast.com or plentyofbeef.ca. 
Hell yeah. Thank you to Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Now, do you have some bad sex writing for us? You know I do. Now, this Perfect. week, I saw it on Twitter. I do not have the, like, the source of where this is from, so I'm sorry. If out there you wrote this terrible piece of trash, feel free to let me know, and I will uh, tag you later on. Sorry for calling it a terrible piece of trash, but also it is. I position myself over her and then drag my breasts across her back, just barely touching her skin with them. Slowly, ever so achingly slowly, I trail my now-hardened nipples down to her ass, to the tops of her thighs. Ah, her hips are really grinding now. Inspired, I take my right tit in my hand and stuff it into her crack so she can feel my flesh all up and down her. Her heat rises higher, and her hips move more furiously, sucking my tit into her. Uh-huh. What's wrong with that? <laughs> that's exactly how sex works. I mean, that's what I do. That's I don't even have tits. I just yeah. use my, my nipples. Just her, get Your engorged man nipples? <laughs> that's pretty neat. That's a pretty cool way that these ladies are having sex. Yeah. I wonder if anyone's actually done this. I'm going to imagine that that's it's just like, you don't just suck like, bloop, oh shit, my dick's near you. Bloop, it just got sucked in. Like you don't have a tractor beam on your ass. Maybe. Also like a boob, like the, how thin is this boob? How big that ass? <sighs> that's a question you should be asking. Assing. Well, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm Al Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>